Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast taking you to the far reaches of a magical world. Today is June 23rd, equal to Cancer 3rd. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. June 23rd, 1611 is the day the mutinous crew of Henry Hudson's fourth voyage sets Henry, his son, and seven loyal crew members adrift in an open boat in what is now Hudson Bay. They are never heard from again. Meanwhile, in the magical wonderland of Abella, a troll explored the South Pole. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Cancer 3rd, 5611 FY, Fabella year, equal to June 23rd, 1611 AD, Earth year. On Cancer 3rd, 5611, a troll from the Sheba Union named Dora Puddlefoot became the first explorer to reach Fabella's Antarctica, a polar continent on the bottom of the world known as Zisco. Beating her Avalonian rival, famed harpy explorer Jeremiah Sacriel. Dora Puddlefoot was born in the small town of Hampton, while it was still occupied by the Sheba Union. For orientation purposes, Hampton would be right where the Canadian city of Calgary is located on a map of Earth. Trolls and Fabella shared more in common with Hasbro trolls that are depicted in the movie smartly titled Trolls, starring my future wife Anna Kendrick as opposed to the traditional big, lumpering, stupid creatures normally depicted in fantasy. Fabella's trolls are short, hairy, and extremely simian-like. If you saw them, you'd think that they were the missing link in human evolution. Female trolls, like Dora, were called tresses. Dora Puddlefoot and her wife, Ephedera, met while spelunking in the Diamond Caves of Adele Island. Dora and Ephedera became well-known around their hometown of Hampton for their many adventures, scaling the tallest mountains and exploring the vast rainforests of Fabella. Their dream, though, was always to be the first people to chart the polar continent of Zisco. Like Antarctica, Zisco was a bone-chilling wasteland, vastly uncharted and unexplored by people. Harpies were the first to map it, but couldn't fly further inland than the coast because the cold would freeze their wings. 
Dora and Evadera intended to be the first people to set foot on Cisco and gain their place in the history books. But in 5609, Evadera contracted a deadly illness and died. After mourning the loss of her beloved spouse, Dora was more determined than ever to reach Zisco and achieve the shared dream of herself and her late wife, but she's got competition. An Avalonian harpy named Jeremiah Sacriel also had his eyes set on Zisco. He had already achieved fame by discovering, every air quotes here, 19 different types of flora and fauna in his expeditions. But really, he'd always taken the credit of these discoveries from the native locals. Zisco was the last unexplored region of the world, which the bird folk of Fabella couldn't even fly over due to the chilly temperatures. Sacriel saw Zisco as a way to achieve greatness and make his ancestors proud. In early 5610, Dora Puddlefoot assembled a small expedition team made up of halflings, just like herself, and set sail for Zisco's Cape of Desperation to set up a base camp on the coast. Meanwhile, Jeremiah Sacriel, also with a crew under him, set up base camp on the Shurgunadai Bay, about 150 miles away from Dora Puddlefoot's location. Dora Puddlefoot began mapping Zisco, with the aid of her crew being transported across the frozen landscape by sled dogs. What she found was a vast frozen tundra populated largely by yetis, armless white creatures shaped like a bowling pin called schmooze, and esto, creatures covered in so much thick white hair, all you could see was their eyes. Sacriel's expedition was less fortunate. His sleds broke down because he didn't know how to use them, and he aggressively abused his dogs. On Cancer 3rd, 5611, Sacriel reached the pole, only to find Dora Puddlefoot planting the Sheba flag in the center of the tundra instead. Realizing that he'd been beaten, but knowing that he could save his reputation if he published his map of Zisco first, Sacriel sped back to his campsite and urged his crew to quickly pack up everything. Little did Sacriel know that a storm over the whole cat ocean directly in his path was forming. In his haste to leave and claim glory, he neglected to read the weather reports and heed the advice of his fortune tellers. Sacriel and his crew were swallowed up by the storm, never making it back home to Avalon. Dora Puddlefoot never saw Sacriel or his crew while she was on Cisco. She didn't even know there was a separate crew there until years later when one of the survivors from Sacriel's crew sought her out. After her historic subarctic journey, Dora Puddlefoot published a book on her exploits, dedicating it to her wife, whose spirit was there with her every step of the way. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created 
produced and hosted by Dylan Foley, with music by Garrett Ferris and Audioblocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.